0: to Made in Lancashire, another episode with the digital and innovation team from Lancashire County Council. A couple of apologies this month. I have to apologise that we didn't get as many episodes out last month. Um, we were busy having a new website done and we had the innovation challenge uh, where we were giving away a prize pot of £30,000. So that competition is now closed. And we're busy doing judging for it at the moment. So um, as we go on, I'm sure that either on social media or elsewhere that we'll be kept up to date with it. So yeah, we got caught up with that. So unfortunately, I couldn't get round to getting a podcast out. So like I said, apologies. Um, Second apology has to be for the potential quality of this next clip. Um, Myself and Vanessa both part of the team, uh, went across to AMRC to have a chat with Nick Hall um, and Pete McConey to find out what's happening there, how the new building's going, having a tour, etc. And we sat in their breakout room, canteen, cafeteria, I'm not quite sure what what they call the room, but um, you can hear air conditioning in the background. So, um, like I say, apologies for that. Anyhow, enough of me waffling, let's get on then and let's listen to um, a rather interesting conversation that we had with them. Hello, welcome to yet another episode. Um, We're sat here at AMRC at Salisbury, sitting down at a nice white table and I've got Pete McConey, Nick Hall and uh, Vanessa here with me. Um, I'll just let them say a quick, one line who they are just to introduce themselves and then we're going to get into a chat all about this magnificent building so peter do you want to start as you're on my right
1: yeah thanks. Um, that sounded very radio at you then did, didn't it <laughs> <laughs> peter koney <McCone, laughs> business engagement manager emrc northwest my role is to help identify potential customers and potential projects within the customer framework that we at the emrc can support them with
2: and Nick? Hello, uh, my name's uh, Nick Hall, Business Engagement Manager at the AMRC Northwest. Uh, similar role to Peter, really, but it, it's really working with companies, helping them look to innovate, to become more productive, and move on and become more profitable.
0: And sat across from me is uh, my co colleague <coughs> Vanessa, who's come for a quick trip round, so I've managed to force her to sit down and say hello to you.
3: Yeah, hi, my name is Vanessa Robinson-Hoyt. I'm the um, Digital and Innovation Department from Lancashire County Council, part of the Economic Growth Team.
0: So, lovely new building, which I've been to before, but I thought I'd come back and, and record this podcast. What's it like being in your own purpose-built uh, environment, you two? Um,
2: well, we started life in the northwest. Uh, using a building that uh, you plan very kindly uh, loaned to us. But obviously, we're now in a purpose-built £20 million uh, building. Um, it's wonderful. You've got some smashing facilities, a couple of great workshop areas which are huge and vast. Um, it's a great space. Mm. Sorry, for those not in the
0: know who are potentially listening, AMRC, Advanced Manufacturing
2: Ma- Research Centre.
0: OK. So you're helping those involved in manufacturing. Now, can we dispel the myth about what is manufacturing? Because too many people seem to think it's a factory, when in fact it's not, is it?
1: No, there's, there's actually two answers to this. One is the definition of manufacturing, um, which from, from our side um, isn't just about people who necessarily make things, because many don't. Uh, they assemble or process, and there are people you with know, we can support. Indeed, we work with sort of the horticultural sector, not within the planting, seeding, and growing sections. But once they harvest and that's been processed, we've helped a number of those uh, locally. There's like the Tarleton area in the yeah. west of the county; it's, it, 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 it's quite a popular support area. Um, and similarly, assembling, you know, people talk about manufacturers. And if you think about like cars, you know, oh, they make cars. They don't actually. They assemble cars. They don't yeah. actually make anything. They they put all the bits together. Yeah. Um, so anyone assembling, uh, whether it's on site or not, because uh, some manufacturers will assemble at their customer site, or mm-hmm. some companies will assemble at their customer site. We can support them. So processing, assembling, um, and manufacturing itself, the making of things, we support all those areas. Well, just to clarify, we support manufacturers. And what I mean by that, it's not just the production process. We can support them in customer relationship management systems, for example. The back office systems that they have, um, uh, certain technical aspects of the organisation, we can support them around that as well. So it's not just the manufacturing process by any stretch of the imagination. It is the organisation as a whole Mm -hmm. that we can look and potentially support as the manufacturers. And
2: and, and Picking up on what Peter has just said, that... We're all, we're we're really about helping companies de-risk that process of actually engaging with either new technology, new systems, whether it be digital, whether it be robotics, additive manufacturing, because there's a massive cost to that and often businesses, uh, you get a salesman to come to visit you and they'll sell you a solution, but if you only look at that one solution, you're not looking at the wider viewpoint. And really what we're saying is come to the AMRC Northwest yep. and de-risk that process and come and play around with robotics here, get familiar with them and then make that, that real proper decision to get the right technology into your business.
1: Absolutely, let's just clarify. When we talk about manufacturers, we talk about Lancashire-based SMEs, SMEs being the ERDF version. so the under 250,
0: the although they are looking at altering that, aren't they, to 500 now? That was the old English or UK system, wasn't
1: it? On the yeah, 500. that the, kind the, of the uh, yeah. Numbers. I caught it on
0: the back end of something last week.
1: How they're going to potentially look at uh, changing the size? You could, you could, you, you could easily be right there. I think mm. one of the things that we bring to the party, we may have skills, knowledge, expertise, or time. Yeah. That SMEs don't. You know as well as I do. You work with SMEs. Time poverty is a major issue. Yeah, it is. And we can take a project away and say right, we'll do the work for you on this and feedback yeah. so you have the information to make an informed decision to future-proof the business, increase your profits or whatever the, the aim of the project is. And we can take that away from you, take that headache. And often it's the case of it's it's, it's the project that's in the bottom drawer. Every year it comes up in annual planning time. Yeah. Yeah, we always mean to do this, we'll do it this year.
4: <laughs> and it never
1: actually happens. No. And we can say, give it to us. We'll have a look at it for you. Let's discuss what we're going to do. Let's discuss what we're not going to do. Agreed the project outline,
0: work yeah. on it for them and then feed the information back to the customer. Okay, so you mentioned ED... E- do you know, I think you'd think, you think after all the years of working on ERDF I'd be able to say it properly, wouldn't I? So you mentioned ERDF e- I can't even say it now again. You mentioned the programme, so is there a cost involved for those that want to come and I mean, we've, we've talked about eligibility what do they get for it?
2: Okay, Jill um, yes, I mean it is a fully funded program. So basically SMEs can come to AMRC Northwest, meet Peter or myself, and come to us with a problem. Are they looking to do a particular innovation and want some help? So they can come to us, um, and we will link the appropriate engineer, project engineer with them, and we would undertake a project. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would prove out or show demonstrate the technologies that they'd like to uh, take part in. Yeah. So this is a fully funded project. It can be a number, a range of, we can give up you know, a good, a good amount of hours, but really we tend to define that depending on what the project is, but there is okay, a, a so good number of hours. you
0: kind of manage expectations by talking through it to start with and then let them know what they can expect from Absolutely, you. Absolutely, and it's scoped out. Do
3: you have to always be um, a fully established business, or what if I'm some young entrepreneur that's got a great idea? And they're wanting to develop a prototype to get that into production, yeah. would they still be able to come we, to you guys? We
2: can do uh, work with pre pre-business set- startups, yes. Yeah.
1: As long as it's heading towards the manufacturing sector.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. So what about larger businesses then? Can you help them out? Because I from having a tour previously, I do know that you do work for mm. some of our, our county's major employee. Yeah, Nick, do you want to pick? The yeah,
2: ab- you know, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. We can. We 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 we're part of. We are a government catapult, and that means that we're a centre, and we're the advanced manufacturing uh, centre for the catapults in the northwest. So, our, our remit is to, to work with a, with a vast range of companies, not just the SMEs mm-hmm. through the ERDF programme, but we can work with commercial, larger tier one partners and we, for instance, we work with BAE, we work with Her- Herbert Parkinson, we work with some of the bigger companies. Yeah. Um, and it basically, it, again, is, with you know, they'll come to us and they'll, they'll have an innovation or a process that they're looking to change or alter or innovate, and they'll come to us and we'll have a conversation, mm-hmm. and where we can help, we will. Uh, the funding model is slightly different, because, obviously, it becomes more of a commercial arrangement, mm-hmm. but we can certainly help and one of our stepping stones is that we may be able to identify some potential innovate funding, or there may be some bespoke catapult funding that we can also bring down. So they can dip in. So yeah. it's, it's really working with them to try and maximise uh, any help we can give. It's more of a matched funding situation, is it not, with the larger companies? With the larger companies, yeah. it tends to be matched, matched. Or, or a number of companies might just come to us and say, we'd like this work doing. How much will, you, will it cost? Yes. It, it depends. And then, just adding on
1: to that, there is another there is another branch to the larger companies. Um, <clears throat> we may or may not, depending on the, the brand, uh, on the um, the grant situation, be able to support a larger company. In most cases, that we can One way or another, we're as important as that as their supply chain. And. There's a lot more integration with supply chains and currently supply chains are really being reshored really because of situations with you know, um, getting product from overseas, and yeah. shipping and container space and, 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 and all of that sort of thing which is going on. So with a larger company, often with the larger ones, it is the efficiency of the, or the effectiveness of their supply chain which is critical to their success. So by talking to a larger company, what can we do with you? But also, yeah. what can we do with your supply chain? Right down to the ones that you were talking about, Vanessa. All the yeah. way down to the tail of that supply chain. Yeah. You know, although we do advanced manufacturing, we, we, we function at, at many levels. And we often work with micro-businesses. You know, we're not large business-focused. We are SME-focused regardless of the size. Some of the most interesting and exciting projects we've been we've been involved with, we with companies four, five, six, seven, eight mm-hmm. people. That's not uncommon for us to work with them and we really what's enjoy them. Been,
0: what's been one of your favourites then, Peter? One of the most unusual ones that you've worked with recently that you don't mind talking about or they wouldn't mind you talking about <laughs> we,
1: we were without giving secrets earlier. away, yeah. <laughs> and, and innovation is, a, is an ill-defined feast, isn't it? Um, yeah. It's not necessarily something new to the world, it no. could be something new to you. But we did an interesting piece of work with a company called IoT Horizon. Um, and basically, they um, produce and, and develop um, radio frequency identification tags, RFIDs. Oh, right. Okay. So these, these tags can identify. So, for example, if it's in a product, it can identify what that product is, then it can go back through because of the data contained therein, who produced it, where was it produced, what's this, you know, yeah. and all the traceability that comes with that. And the, the project itself was around 3D printing. Now, we have one of the most advanced 3D mm. printing farms, I think they're called in the terminology, in, in the UK, if not in Europe, um, and they were investigating with, our, with, with some of our engineers, could we, is it possible to print a product and then, leaving an appropriate space, put the tag in, and then continue printing the product. Right. So you have a tag inside a product it can't be removed, nobody can tamper with yeah. it, etc, etc, etc. And it was a really, really interesting project that the engineers worked on with them. And they found it's slow and it's not ideal. Mm-hmm. There is potential damage to the RFID, so they then took the next iteration and that was about creating a space and using some form of system of connection of the two pieces. Yeah. And they found that worked much more effectively. Yeah. Um, and the interesting thing about that is it's not finished. Because being research and innovation, there is more to do. But what it has done is it added to the knowledge base yeah. of working with additive manufacturing, which is an ever-changing world, a rapidly changing world in our area. And aligning that with big data, internet of things, RFID tags and putting those two technologies together and I say, adding to that knowledge and then further work will progress from that so yeah. it's laid a little bit of a foundation for others to develop <coughs> really really
2: interesting project really mm. interesting project yeah and it had quite a few hurdles and you were right they with did. what you said that the heat of the process and how that affects the RFID tag was quite a critical issue yeah. to try and Look at, at how we overcame mm. that. So. But then going
1: forward, as new new composites, new materials are being identified that can be printed, yeah. it may be that like you go around the loop and bring that back in later on, mm. because there is less heat generated necessarily by a different composite, yeah. wherever,
2: wherever that goes. Interesting area. Yeah. And we're doing quite quite some innovative uh, work around net zero. One of the biggest yeah. challenges uh, facing all our, all companies is one the cost of energy but also how you can prove to your, the, the people that are buying from you that you, 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 um, you're working towards net zero and you, you're getting those sort of that carbon reduction yeah. in, in, in your processes. So the, we're in a brand new center, as you see. We, we've lit- we are literally retrofitting this brand new building with low carbon technologies. So we are going to put solar panels on the roof. We're going to have battery storage. And we actually our battery storage is going to be very innovative because we're going to recycle end of end of use uh, batteries from cars yep. they're going to be in a big big a big container out, outside so we're going to show how you can uh, recycle your energy and store it and only use it when you need it rather than putting it back in the grid we've got a number of sensors all around the building so the building will be a smart building we'll know when different areas are occupied we'll know which machines and how efficient they're, they're running and, and that'll all be monitored and be dashboarded because it's all about data you know there's a big drive in all businesses to yeah. understand data And, and we were hoping to have our solar flowers installed solar flowers oh,
1: we've got they, solar yeah. fl- flowers they open no. and close like a flower right we've got solar panels and they follow the sun to okay. maximize as a, as a flower sort of would do with light like. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. yeah so, so they 'll be here as well, mm. so next time you come and visit us, you oh, have to take some solar, photos solar, yeah. solar flowers and you don 't have to water them <coughs> <laughs> but, it, but going back to that low, going back to the low carbon um, again okay. again, uh, companies will be able to come in and actually see uh, how ha- here, how yeah. you can retrofit and it is a big challenge and it
1: 's actually more than that because we have a specialist Ben Smith, involved and uh, part of his remit and it is funded separately from our normal funding streams uh, to support a number of organisations in the area in yeah. their drive to net zero. Yeah. So where we're offering as a, as a, as a core function, if you yeah. like, uh, digital, technological, manufacturing assist support projects, he, he has got a similar offer. In the sustainability net zero field. Um, Some really interesting, and it's ill defined, which is quite nice. So it's a question of what is the project, how can we help you around sustainability? Interesting area.
2: And we're also 5G enabled,
1: you know.
0: I know, I think. No, no, I knew that, that Peter. No, Peter told me last time when I
2: came, you're 5G enabled. All all the the workshop areas are 5G, uh, and we've got, uh, and we've actually got a number of projects, and one of them is to use. 5g in in the manufacturing process so we're looking at factory of the future oh wow and the thing with 5g is the ability to take mass data very quickly from mm. processes um, and for instance we, we're working with a robot at the minute on uh, taking the data real time and it, it, it uses 5g and then ai will correct the robots working so that the yeah. robot will always be be re- rectifying itself yeah, so. by the use of artificial intelligence and it means that the processes won't go out of kilter it'll always be self-learning mm. self-rectifying but using 5G and and
1: then doing. of course the challenge is to take that learning and then transfer it into the SME landscape because mm. that is advanced very yes. stuff. but yeah. how can we simplify how can we use this yeah. how can we speak to SMEs what your challenges how can that help you mm. and that's one of our key things is translation of the research yeah. into the SME world sounds fantastic. I wish I had a, I wish I had a business now then. <laughs> well, if you open one, we'll help you. Oh, yeah. thank you. <laughs> yes, we'll, we'll help you with your
2: next prototype.
0: <laughs> so, totally moving off topic then. I suppose having five G and everything else is is going to be of benefit to your new neighbours. Shh, we're not allowed to talk about them.
1: A number of neighbours. <laughs> including the shh, the one we're not talking yeah, about, the one we can't talk about because <laughs> they've only got one name. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the five G we have. The, the, I, I don't if you notice when you come in, there's a lot of groundwork going on. Yes, there are a number of organisations moving to the um, mm. the aerospace enterprise zone, I believe is its official title, and some of those may be looking to plug into our five G. Um, You're going to become project. a real
0: hot zone round
1: here, then, isn't it? We are.
2: Yeah, I was with a company the other day that were looking for a, a factory space about 200,000 square feet. So quite a big unit. Yeah. So they were looking, so I've obviously put them in touch with the, uh, the people that are, are dealing that with the property place, yeah. around here. So there's a great interest for manufacturing space on, on this area. Here. And
1: that takes us right around the conversation to one of your first questions, Jill about working here, to me this is a statement building, built on Lancashire's history, fantastic industrial, innovative history, and this is putting another stake in the ground and saying we can build on that history and take it forward, so in years to come we are the history and being seen as the right thing to do. Do you know
0: that's brilliantly said
1: considering you're not a Lancastrian know, either, is it?
0: And I'm not either, no. so there you
1: go. I tried practicing the accent, but I was rubbing no, so I, I didn't know. even try it in the end. <laughs> <laughs> nah, and I'm a Yorkshireman. So oh, my I goodness, neighbour. To... Are you a Lancastrian, I Vanessa? I am indeed, Two and three, three, but, three. but oh, massively outnumbered is...
0: around this table. <laughs> oh, well, I'm, I'm Cheshire. You're originally... North East. You're from the North East, but you actually live in Cheshire, don't you? I so? live, yeah, I do, yeah. We yeah. have a, quite a nice drive up the motorway, I would think, Always a joy.
2: Oh, Always yes. Well, I live in Chorley. I've seen so it six. I'm an honorary Lancash- Lancasterian, right, I
0: think. But no. Right, at this point, unless anybody else wants to say anything else, I usually throw out a strange question to my um, guests. And I suppose, because I've got a couple of you, I'm going to have to pick a different question for each of you because it's giving it away, isn't it, oh, if I give it, if I ask them. I mean, I've asked in the past all sorts of things, you know, embarrassing moments and who your local hero is. Um, dum-de-dum-de-dum, which one should I ask first and what shall it be? Got, oh, for, for the listeners, Peter is pointing to Nick. There's nothing like delegation. <laughs> Hello. Uh, for those that don't know Nick, he does do a lot of travelling, so apart from Spain, because I'm ruling that one out, Nick, what's the most unusual place you've been to in the world?
2: um i would Chorley. say it <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> after surely after Chorley, after yes. Chorley. i live in charlie so I'm it's not very nice there, lindsay yes lindsay would kill me if i didn't say yes that. but um unusual. i would say bangkok is, is why, why bangkok it was just a, a soup just such a different culture different it's vibrant it is it? amazing is yeah. the waterfront is just full of life and, yeah and There's so much to see culturally there. Uh, It was was really good, really interesting. One on the list then.
0: Okay, Peter, your turn. He's pulling a face now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, embarrassing moment. Go on, I'll throw that one at you then, Peter. What's an embarrassing thing that you've done that not many people before now knew about? Be it as a young man,
1: you would be very surprised at this, but there are probably quite a number of this, number of these. Um, Probably one of the most embarrassing was being at an FA Cup semi-final in my youth, um, watching my team, Sunderland, play, and they won. Um, (laughs) Slipping, because I was standing on something I shouldn't have been standing on, uh, like barriers and stuff. Oh, you didn't. I did, uh, broke my ankle and my leg. And I had to be, in those days, health and safety was a little bit more relaxed than it is now. And I was passed out over the top of the crowd yeah. and carried out on a stretcher out of the ground part of the way through the end, which was slightly, slightly embarrassing. Everybody
0: looking at you, wondering what you'd done. Yes, yeah. and alcohol
1: had a major part to play in, in, in that incident. There you go.
0: Alcohol's yeah. answerable for a lot. I should throw one at Vanessa, really, because she's getting so. off scot-free, oh, isn't I she? Right, really? yeah, yeah, I'd work with you. Yeah, <laughs> she's not <laughs> said an awful lot, Are you really? sure this podcast isn't more about our friends at AMRC
3: than
0: us? I know, <laughs> but everybody that comes on gets a question thrown at them. You see, one day somebody will get me back, but they will. until they take over the podcast, they can't <laughs> do it. Um, and, do you know, I've never had to introduce myself either. I, it's brilliant, this. <laughs> Vanessa, uh, go on, I'll throw an easy one at you. Chocolate or strawberry ice cream and why? Oh,
3: chocolate every time. It's got to be, surely. Chocolate, chocolate,
0: chocolate. all the way. Chocolate, right. Yeah. Vanessa's my boss, you see. I have to be gentle with her. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise she give me something horrible to do. <laughs> so, thanks very much. Um, yeah, if ever you get an option for wanting to come, they have various workshops, events... Um, lots going on here you'll find peter and nick out and about at various events as well go and have a chat with them go and talk to them um if you're listening and you want to get involved want to come and get involved on the support program they've got a website uh boost business lancashire also has a whole section on their support packages with details as well of how you can get in touch and speak to them so uh, thanks guys
1: thank you Jim. thank you
0: So as I mentioned at the start of the show, we've got a brand new website out, innovatelancashire.co.uk. Um, we've also got a lovely business directory on there, um, which if, you, if you're doing things that considered innovative, uh, please do head to website and there is a, a button about putting yourself on there, add your listing to it. Um, they are moderated. Um, and for those in the SEO world etc it's not a place where you're going to get links I'm afraid they are no follow links so if that's your only motivation for getting listed in our directory then it's of no use to you however if you want to co-work collaborate within Lancashire it is the place for you to get on get on there get listed and let's start working together let's make Lancashire I nearly said great, but I suppose I shouldn't do it. Anyhow, uh, let me stop waffling and introduce our next recording. Um, I've put a couple of excerpts in from clips that I've done with a couple of companies um, who were um, talking to me about getting through COVID, what it is they've done, etc. So um, let's just get on with it. So today I'm sat here with a lady called Lisa. Good, Good morning, morning Lisa. Good morning. And tell me who you are and what your company is called and what you do. Well, we're perfect recruitment.
5: and it says was it is on the tin. We do uh, recruitment across the country for catering and hospitality, and uh, we've been trading for about sixteen years now.
0: Wow, you've just hit the nail on the head then. You're catering and hospitality. Now, they took a big hit during the pandemic. So I'm presuming that you had a, quite a big knock-on effect for you when we first went into lockdown.
5: Yeah, we were pretty much closed down overnight. Um, the whole team was furloughed and uh, it was quite a worrying time. So how are you doing now then? Well, we had to sort of... Um, take stock, look at what we were doing, try and change things around to a certain degree. We we got a lot of our candidates D- enhanced DBS'd so we could supply the nursing homes. Mm-hmm. Um, we also um, opened a, another division, which was construction. So we we started a construction division uh, in the June and that has safeguarded somebody's job. So we're running along with that and that's that's doing quite well as well at the moment.
0: So I suppose also when you when you had right at the beginning, then staff furloughed, et cetera, you in a bit of a panic. Me, just me. Just you. (laughs) Did it it give you the option to, to have a quick look at the the whole setup then and work out how you could potentially then alter it? Like going, as you say, going into the construction.
5: Yeah, I think we we ha- it had to be looked at. Uh, obviously, it was a very worrying time for everybody. And at that stage, when you used to sort of have in between fifty and eighty temporary staff out, and overnight it's none, and um, mm. y- you can't see the wood for the trees to move anything further forward. So you have to look at. I think for us and or for me, the main thing that I did was trying to make sure people got some money coming through so you know if they weren't if the temps weren't furloughed the staff were furloughed and and making sure that any of the self-employed guys that weren't going to get any furlough had some form of income whether it be um working on a production line or whether it working in a nursing home whether we yeah. had to pay for their um uh, enhanced dbs's but m- trying to you know safeguard people and, and make sure that they had some form of income
0: mm-hmm. It was a rough time and the original lockdown. I think a lot of people yeah. out there working suddenly panicked and suddenly yeah. uh, felt the world had been rug had been pulled from under them. I can understand that so did you make any use of various bits of support then did you did you get support off you know did you get funding off people did you I get the kinds yes
5: yeah. funding as much as possible we we did the boost mentoring um you know college we utilized university uh, of central Lancs courses yeah. so uh, as as any of the staff um could do any of the courses I pushed that for as much as possible and I did quite a lot yeah. i just trying to sort of make keep busy uh, and and press reset
0: and do you think it paid off
5: I think so. We were still, you know, we did. We ended it all. We didn't take a loss. Mm-hmm. We didn't take a hit. Uh, we we broke even at the end of it. And I don't think many people are, could say that. You know, they either went under or, or yeah. you know, they're carrying huge debts. And we didn't. Uh, I think we strategically managed it correctly and safeguarded people's jobs and uh, protected our incomes.
0: Did you also? Get the opportunity to look at best working practices then to see if you could bring in new ways of, I don't know, digitally taking notes, using filing systems, websites, etc. Did you take stock of all that as well? Everything had
5: to be because some we had to eventually have to start working from home. So we had to get everybody set up set up for working from home, yeah. Uh, and and having the the you know the the correct information out there and working with Zoom, which was something we'd never done before, uh, and uh, yeah, just changing everything around to be able to accommodate to be able to bring people back as soon as possible.
0: So you're feeling optimistic then for the future. Uh, Very
5: yeah it it threw so much at us Uh, and you know when you hit rock bottom but you climb back out at the end of the day you do feel like well if we've managed to survive that with absolutely no income whatsoever and come through the end of it and everybody's still in situ I think you know we've got to
0: sort of pat ourselves on the back a bit really. Oh yes definitely you've got places to go everything else. So what made you go into construction? I, I had a few, quite a few contacts
5: already in that market. Um, yeah. And one gentleman in particular worked for a very large company. Uh, yeah. He was using agency staff and, and didn't rate the people he was using. He's known me for years and said, well, why don't you just try this market? Yeah. Um, and, he, and he said straight away, I can give you five vacancies tomorrow. Wow. and i said well we don't you know it's it's not it's not something we're we're familiar with and he said mm-hmm. you know i'll sit with you i'll train you i'll show you what you need to do um and i thought for a, a couple of weeks i thought you know what you really are going to have to do something very very different because mm-hmm. i can't see catering hospitality opening anytime soon
3: yeah
5: um so we I ran with it Um. spoke to a few colleagues they set me up with websites um and uh marketing materials set up the Facebook pages yeah. and and then off
0: off we ran so uh what tip then would you give to people then when they're faced with this kind of you know if, is there a a way that you approached it? a certain mindset that you took on or was it just that sort of desire to carry on going is there something you could say to somebody do this
5: yeah stay positive you've definitely got to stay positive and be open to some form of change I mean I've been catering hospitality since leaving school I don't you know that is my passion that's my market but I had to take a step back and look at something else or, or else we couldn't have survived
0: so how's the hospitality and catering going now then because you know sort of we kind of when we all came out of lockdown there was sort of everybody was talking about how there was nobody left to go into that market because they'd all found jobs elsewhere that's, so that's you, very true are you struggling then now still to to fill certain uh... well we
5: we lost an awful lot of staff um throughout the whole uk with brexit because a great percentage of those people were yeah. uh, hospitality staff so that hit us um and other industries then took anybody that was in this in the UK chef wise and they went to work for Tesco's Amazon somebody went and did painting and decorating and others (laughs) went into the building trade so everybody sort of dispersed so we lost so many candidates that we we've dealt with for years overnight Uh, and that was that was pretty heartbreaking but it was more heartbreaking listening to the people that have got hotels bars and restaurants that simply couldn't open because they couldn't staff them
0: is that changing gradually
5: gradually very very slowly um we've i think we've just last week hit one of the highest numbers out and since then i mean christmas was uh, so there was so much inconsistencies out there with the Omicron. We were up, we were down, people were cancelling. So where we would normally make huge amounts out during Christmas, it, it was just it was yeah. just shocking. But we're slowly now hitting into March. You know, Mother's Day's coming up. Then we've got Easter. Then we'll start to sort of see things obviously increase, I would think.
0: Thanks for that, then, Lee. So It's been interesting chatting to you a uh, question for you <laughs> I love throwing these weird questions um which one should I oh go on I'll be easy on you vanilla or chocolate ice cream and why uh
5: definitely vanilla I'm not a chocolate ice cream fan at all i uh, yeah and vanilla goes with everything <laughs>
0: Thanks very much for that, Lisa, then. So talking there to Lisa from Perfect Recruitment. So if anybody wants to catch up with her, they can find her on LinkedIn website, etc. Lovely chatting with you. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you. Thanks for listening in, then. Uh, Don't forget, if you're listening on Spotify, you can leave us a voice question and get your voice on and get a question answered. Um, If you want to appear on our show, drop us a line. You'll find us all over social media as well. Uh, And we'll get interviewing you and you can come and talk to us about what it is you can do for those here in Lancashire. So until next time then, toodles. So, sat at County Hall this morning with our three uh, Innovation Challenge winners. We're playing catch-up, trying to figure out where they're up to and um, what made them even enter the competition. So, I'm sat with Gemma from Scarf, Susanna from Brilliant Trees uh, and Connor from uh, Real Help. So, morning, everyone. Morning. 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 So, go on then. Who wants to go first? What What... Made you enter a competition to win money, or is that stupid or is that a stupid question <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. um Shall I start
0: go on then gemma
3: yeah, so um I suppose I wanted to um talk about something new and innovative in lancashire um it's a It's a big thing to be able to bring in people from the area to support what we're doing. We basically um, make edible greeting cards for dogs. Yeah. So <laughs> random as anything, but um, we manufacture everything in Buckshaw Village, um, and we've got a local team to be able to <clears throat> help us manage that production. Um, so really it was it was to help give us a a boost not only in what we were doing and to be able to talk about it um, to people outside of the office. Um, but also it was to help us grow our direct consumer side of the business so we do a lot of work with trade um, we sell all the cards in the likes of Pets at Home and Pets Corner and Clinton's Cards and yes. loads of independent pet specialists all over the country but we really wanted to grow our consumer side of the business um, so a little bit like Moonpig dare I say it um, but we we currently have our platform which we developed ourselves on a teeny tiny budget and we offer um, personalization um, on the cards we make and ship them within 24 hours so it was really to help us yeah. grow that side of the business Um, develop some software to help us do it quicker and more efficient and have a sort of slicker operation really for the consumer so yeah in a nutshell is that's it, that's it, why. A
0: very small sentence nutshell <laughs> yeah. there from Gemma, yeah. yes.
3: So, Susanna, what
0: made you want... What what? What's lit the fire for you to sort of think, yes, I need to get this money, or is it just the simple fact that it's just money? Yeah, well,
6: you know, I run a TV and video production company, and... Um, I suppose, as well as the uh, video work that we do on, on a regular basis, you know, I'd also been developing this concept for the last two years, which was a TV concept for
0: children. Okay, this is this top secret concept that, for commercial reasons, we can't go into too much depth. But hopefully, yeah. in months to come, Susanna can yeah. actually talk about everything. So, if you if you caught yeah. up and watched us in the online final. You couldn't see Susanna's presentation because we had to take it offline. So for those that were watching, sorry about that. But hopefully, yeah. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. You should have turned up, and watched it in person. You could have seen it.
4: There was no backhands involved. <laughs>
0: so no. So so you've got this semi top it's it's for commercial reasons yeah, obviously there's but just yeah. a
4: few
6: elements of it really i suppose that we're just sort of keeping under wraps but you know it's a fabulous concept and it's basically you know supporting young children with their mental health and you know we've been working on it for a couple of years and sort of got to a bit of a a kind of point really where it just needed a bit more investment it yeah. needed a bit of a boost it just needed support really in different mm. areas um it's really innovative. I don't think there's anything out there like it at all. And so, you know, we, we saw the opportunity, yeah. we just thought, you know, I'm just gonna go for it really and see what comes of it. The whole experience of that um process I found brilliant really I suppose you know, and it actually makes you ask yourself a lot of questions yeah. doesn't it internally mm-hmm. you know the process when you go through it yourself mm-hmm. and going through the whole presentation with all the other people that are there I have to say I nearly went home when Gemma's presentation came <laughs> well, i was just put my coat on and go oh, home no. actually it was so good and Connor was so brave enough to go first which I was yeah. really applauded you know, he did a brilliant job Thank you very much. so the quality Mm. Of the uh, can- and all the other candidates, of course, well, yeah, the quality was brilliant, <laughs> you know. And yeah, when you see all those people with all their renovati- innovative ideas out there, and you know, it's it's just amazing to have yeah. all
0: this really here, isn't gets it gets you fired up, really, it doesn't, does, doesn't it? It. Yeah. it gets you really excited, you yeah, know, and you know, and, and obviously, now this um, it becomes a passion, doesn't it? But yeah, it's sort of, been, I would think that it potentially has been slight back burner and then you suddenly think no literally i'm gonna go for it exactly and you know it's
6: had a really good response so far everyone i've spoken to has gone oh my god this is really lovely but actually you know when when you sort of present it and then the judges loved it and i got the feedback and obviously we you know we we got the second prize and everything and it just again it gives you that boost doesn't it and it gives you that sort of belief right okay we're really going to go for it because this is great and no ideas are good unless they're out there if they're exactly, in your head they, yeah. they're no use to anybody are they do you know what I mean you've yeah. got to sort of go what am I going to do with this you know what do I need to get yeah. there and how am I going to sort of do it What what's next and so this uh, funding will help us really sort of take it to that next stage which is amazing.
0: Before I ask Connor a question if anybody happens to pick up weird laughing going on in the background it's because Mr Andrew Leeming is a- across the way on a very animated phone call at the moment. So, uh, yes, that's his contribution to the podcast today. Connor, what made you...?
4: Well, um, personally, it was a recommendation by a business partner with another founding company that I've been on with. I'm new to the whole business aspect of things. Uh, It's really exciting, start to finish, but I had no confidence, basically. So when we signed up for this, it wasn't let's go in there and win this money. It yeah. was, let's build your confidence, let's put you out in the deep end, let's make you feel uncomfortable, basically, and see how you <laughs> deal with it. So, yeah, it was, a uh, went in there completely blind, not expecting to, to win prize money, but it'd be a massive lesson.
2: Yeah.
4: And, um... If anything, it were the doors it's unlocked yeah. is uh, the main one, if not even more valuable than the prize money. Yeah. Uh, the, the experience was brilliant. Like I went in there mm-hmm. frightened to death, got to speak to everybody before I went up and did the presentation, and it like just even talking to to Jill and the other the other contestants basically it was it put me at ease basically just mm-hmm. seeing how normal these other business owners are like you think of entrepreneurs and you think of business owners and stuff and yeah. then me coming from a building site it's like you they're not robots or superheroes yeah. they're just basic people who not? have the same <laughs> they have the same stresses exactly. and everybody's in the same boat it's just yeah. you've got to go for it exactly um, yeah throw yourself in the deep end the massive one
3: yeah so was, was that the first time you done the public speaking. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. And you after see? that, oh, um, wow. and that's gone on YouTube with the edit that you've done, that brilliant yeah. edit. Yeah, oh, it's
1: great. Been that.
4: talking yeah. to, they called, the called Inspira, they would like me in the new term oh. to start talking to high school students, oh, especially the ones who were going down the wrong path because I went down a, a wrong path in high school mm-hmm. and I was massively mm-hmm. dyslexic. Like all my emails have to be proofread over and have to be edited yeah. before they go out to yeah. other people. Um, And it's like, to think in high school that I know it's only dyslexia but then it makes you disinterested in class and yeah, you don't yeah. want to be involved yeah. anymore because you're struggling you don't want to put your hand up, you don't want to <clears> get involved um, so I just went down the wrong path under the circumstances that I couldn't interact with the class or the work basically and to come out and then have help and understand that you still can do what you want and reach your dreams and yeah. goals, you've yeah. just got to talk about it if anything yeah. and yeah. network yourself into. Yeah, I uh, I think it'll be useful to go and stand on a stage and let the other younger generation... like oh, Just yeah. a few years you're behind me, literally, five yeah. years behind me, let them know that just because you're struggling in school, this does not define well, no, you as a person No, it doesn't. No, it whatsoever. doesn't. Whatsoever. Exactly. And if you don't feel like you have to go to college and yeah. do your A-levels and go to uni because you think you're going to struggle, there's so many more options out there than just jumping into apprenticeship. Like, you can have an idea and manifest that, and there's so much help out there, especially, like with this um, competition that's happened basically, like the amount of doors you can unlock yourself just from being open and letting people know where you want to go is unreal. Like If you don't talk about your idea, you might as well be stood in a pitch black room, no idea where the exit is, and you just stand there in silence. If you start shouting, does it? can anybody help me, Do you, Can so somebody know where the light switch is basically, it, <laughs> you will get out that ring yeah, completely. Yeah, yes. uh, yeah. I think that's a
6: brilliant analogy, yeah, you definitely know, and is. you're absolutely mm-hmm. right, you know, there's no point in standing in the dark, you've got to ask Definitely, people,
4: people say loose yeah. lips sink ships, I agree with <laughs> your idea, if it'll get stolen or whatsoever, but when you're wanting to go into business, especially a young person who these days, they don't want to embarrass themselves in front of the friends on social media or be a failure or whatever. You just need to go for it.
0: Right. Don't ask,
4: yeah. don't get is my definitely. my yeah, thing. Definitely. If you don't ask, you don't get. And You'd...
6: people are willing to help you. You'd be so oh massively, yeah. There's so many people out there that mm-hmm. want to support yeah. you and want to help you yes, and want to give you a, you know,
4: If a you support. show your king, then yeah. that's all 100%. you need to do. Yeah, mm. it's the old karma
0: thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, you give and you get back eventually. It's the way it works. So um, you can catch up with our lovely winners. They're going to be um, uploading sort of little video diaries onto our YouTube channel. I haven't seen them do that yet. Hint, hint, you three. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so we can have have a bit of a video diary on there where you can see how they're getting on, what it is they're up to, what interesting meetings they've Mm -hmm. had or had not. Um, And they're also going to be turning up at our Innovation Festival. Date to be confirmed, uh, October. Um, Watch this space. You'll be able to come along and ask some questions. Join in the audience, whether it's online or in person. We're going to be over at Brockles this year. Have I said that right? Brockles. Brockles i never know how to say that word yeah, properly. Yeah, um that. so yeah so they're gonna be doing that now at this point of course we come to the awkward questions that i throw at people oh. and because there's three of them when i ask the first one the other two are going to think oh i'm going to prepare my answer in my head uh-uh, ain't gonna work that way <laughs> it's three <laughs> different <laughs> yeah, questions she
3: does ask these tricky questions oh, as no. well yeah well, I can't remember what I
0: asked you last time, Gemma, as well.
3: You asked me to give away all my secrets on how I make the cards. Oh. <laughs> my response was it's no. like a Victor <laughs> recipe. <laughs> yes. No one knows, but it tastes good. Uh, yeah, 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 it's I like, like the that. McDonald's chip.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's start with Susanna first, okay. then. Who's your hero? Oh gosh. Living Dead Family Business. Who's the one that sort of you thought, I want to do what they're doing?
6: Oh, my goodness me. Uh, That's quite a big question. (laughs) That's
0: a brilliant question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And aren't you glad you're not going to get it, Connor? (laughs) (laughs) Do
6: you know what? I think over the years, there have been so many people, I think, that have sort of inspired me and kind of, you know, um, yeah, just, just given me inspiration, really. And... Um, giving me ideas and showing me sort of put a name ways out there. Doing oh,
0: honestly, whether it's a family member, whether it's a business hero, whether it's a
6: uh, this sounds a bit clean. My dad is is a yeah. big hero to me. He um, came over from Italy. Yeah. Um, when he was young, very young, he uh, came from it. Sort of had quite a poor upbringing in Italy and left school when he was, you know, didn't get properly schooled and, you know, Mm. left school when he was sort of 13, 14, ready to go and run coffee, that's what they kind of did. Yeah. And, um, but he was really, really, really good at maths and sort of always sort of held that kind of mathematician's kind of brain, could add up really quickly, mental arithmetic, like super fast. Yeah. Long story short, um, came over to England, And set up his own sort of business here and set up his own restaurant and ran a a successful business for 20 years with not a single qualification. Yeah. And I'm not saying that everybody should do that. But what I'm saying is, is that where there's a will, there's a way. And if you want to do things, you can, you know. And he came over here not knowing the language, not knowing anything, not knowing anything about business. It's it's
0: passion, isn't it? Passion, need, desire. All of that is a big
6: All of that, you know, and I I looked at him and I sort of saw him as a sort of real inspiration of somebody who could just, he's just done, created a little world for himself basically Mm. with people and staff and you know and looking after his family well you know yeah and um you know and i see other people that have got businesses and i'm always listening to kind of you know podcasts of people with businesses and i love listening to the little videos of ceo secrets of how they've done things and Mm. i love those and what i've sort of learned is there's no traditional route for anybody you know yeah. you've just got to sort of do what's right for you and and not be confounded by those mm-hmm roots of people saying you can't do it that way yeah well why not Adapt <laughs> you know, and unless it's against mm. the law obviously mm-hmm. you know <laughs> yeah I think you've just got to sort of furrow your own path mm. and just go for it in the best and most direct route you can you know and like Connor was saying before you know knock on doors ask yeah. questions and you'd be so surprised how many people will really want to help mm-hmm. you and support you in your journey does that answer it a little bit? Yes, that's that really answered it. question.
0: Really, yeah. Yeah. What's, what's Dad's name? Enzo. 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 Respect to Enzo. Enzo. Isn't mean, that Mr. Ferrari's first was name? First wasn't it <laughs> Enzo, Enzo Ferrari? Originally. I
6: can tell you. I mean, a really sort of funny story. which I might ask you to cut out, but it's quite funny. But. I like when, and this is sort of an Italian thing of sort of years ago, and I'm sure Italy's not like this nowadays. But when he kind of left school in, in Italy in those days, you had to go and do military service.
0: Yeah.
6: And um, he was put in the kitchens. And basically, because he was really good at maths yeah. and he could like add things up and like work out all the portions of everything, he used to make sure that the people at the top. Got like you know nice yeah. portions and made sure they were looked after and everybody else got looked after. there's always yeah. enough for everybody but he made sure you know that everyone was and so at the end of it they said to him Enzo you've done really really well you know what do you want you know what do you want and he said well I don't know and they said well a driving license. Why don't you have a driving license? And he said, "Oh, okay." And he went, "You can have a truck driving license because that's really good." You know, truck driving license. <laughs> and he said, "But I can't drive it. It's okay, Enzo. You know, you can have it. And so he got this driving license. You know, they gave him the opportunity to go and drive a truck yeah. and get this driving license because he'd worked out well in the kitchen. Yeah. And then he got this special driving license, that enabled him to kind of, you know get a better kind of qualification for himself yeah. yeah. just because he doesn't and I know it all sounds a little bit sort of small but actually it just shows you that nothing's Mm. not worth
4: it put your heart in it exactly
6: you know do your best at every Mm -hmm. stage you know and and you'll get things basically and the driving licence gave him the opportunity to then come to England and do different things here which was great kind of
0: which one should I ask you? I'm uh, sweating not No, I'm sweating for you. Thank <laughs> you. One secret that nobody knows about you that you're willing to admit to right now.
3: I would have loved to have
4: answered.
1: Oh, that oh. One. You know what I would That's say? So no, 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 no! It's too shit. easy.
0: He said. <laughs> Here we have a young man um, just starting secret. out in life who's bound to have got a few secrets in there. Oh, but he, I'm he looks so embarrassed. I'm Go on. I
4: regret saying this. Go on. What was it? I know it's it? really lazy, but it worked pretty well for me. Sometimes, if you were the right people, you got to play dumb because their results will be better than your results.
3: <laughs> that's
4: horrendous, isn't it?
0: <laughs> no, actually, that's that's using your brain. Yeah, absolutely.
4: Like, I'll, I don't know that. I do know that, but I know you can do it better, so do it better, please.
3: Exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like it. Yeah. No, I like Write that, that one, one down.
4: <laughs> oh. Yeah, see you got out that one quite easily. Yeah, you I know. did really well. Someone's uh. gonna listen to this and clip me around the back of the head. Uh, yeah. Someone's <laughs> gonna think oh, <laughs> <I'm yeah. listening." laughs> Okay,
0: they'll be thinking, Why am I doing all the work then? <laughs> yeah, you've, you've landed yourself oh, in I it know, now. I know. So Gemma.
6: I'm dying to Gemma's oh,
0: secret. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 oh, Tell me Who <laughs> You're sat round a table, dinner table, having a meal, and you can have three people, past, present, future. Who, who would you pick? Oh, no. Which three people would you oh, find impossible. most
3: interesting? you want to answer it, Connor?
0: No, I want to hear yours. Oh, <laughs> no. Which three people would you invite in the past or in the present? I can't say in the future because you don't know who they're going to be, obviously, it's an um, idiotic thing to say.
3: OK, I'm going to... The one that jumps out to me right now is Stephen Bartlett. Um so he's ex social oh, chain. Yeah. Um I'm a bit of a stalker. Like uh, I, uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh sorry. Do you watch everything he Steven. does? No, I'd say sorry Stephen, like he's gonna listen yeah, to this. Yeah. Sorry. Steve.
0: Well I could always tag <laughs> him in, see if he yeah, listens yeah. to it. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
3: But um yeah, I just it's I've, just I've amazing, followed him it? for Yeah. yeah. I followed him since he, like, started Social Chain. Mm. And I used to work in an ad agency around the corner. Oh, right. And, like, I always you like... You went and stood
0: outside the offices, did <laughs> yeah. you? Come and admit it. Stephen,
3: signed the <laughs> No, and um, I think just... Uh, he, was, he was so young and, obviously, mm. like, he's got a story as well and what he's achieved and what he's gone on to achieve outside of Social Chain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I could just like listen
0: can, to him all night. Yeah, yeah,
3: literally could. But you've
0: got two more. You've got to pick. I've Come got
3: on, two more. Two more. Jurgen Klopp. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, because <laughs> because well, I just love him anyway. I just love his smile. He's, he's,
0: he's got he's, one of the most
3: yeah.
0: fascinating smiles yeah, going, has not it? I think I? he'd be
3: great round the dinner table. Yeah. But like, I've I've been an avid Liverpool. Yeah fan since i was little like
0: hands up i am too yeah
3: i didn't know that about you, Jill.
0: oh yes scousers in the family
3: Um, but yeah so yeah i'd have him around the dinner table i've always followed liverpool i've had a seat i had a season ticket from being little and my parents used to drop me at the the ground and the steward would take me up to my seat i was that small oh wow i used to go on my own and then when i got my first job I then, my first wage with my first job was um, I bought tickets then for my brothers and I took my brothers to, to go and watch Liverpool. Um, so yeah, I've always followed them and I, I just, yeah, massive respect. Go you've got,
0: you got to, another yeah. one you've got to pay. I'm padding it out because I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying Yes, to I can tell. I can tell because she sat here and she sat here at this table looking oh, round trying yeah. to think, who
3: else? Who, who else? Who else?
0: Historical figure? Inventor? king queen I probably
3: should shouldn't I but no. I am keeping artist, it artist like...
0: musician
3: no I keep it really local and like okay so I'm going to go with um I I support guide dogs and I train guide dog puppies yeah. from 7 weeks to like 15 months and then say bye and mm-hmm. cry a lot <laughs> and I've trained 13 pups now oh. my first pup was ian now i know ian. i can't invite a dog oh. to the table mm. it's, your, it, like it's, to your it's your it's your dinner party but i'd invite ian i'm getting emotional oh. ian and his dad mark because oh. mark dog dad. Dog yeah, dad yeah oh. yeah yeah is forever dad mark who lives in blackpool i'd invite him because he got in touch with me when um ian qualified mm. and we've become friends yeah oh. and he's like uh he's a massive inspiration how he he like he gets on with his life he, unfortunately he's, he's, he's lost full sight mm-hmm. um, but he still went to university he's, he's had mega jobs he's yeah. worked in education and yeah nothing stops him and I'd also love it because he's a big United fan so having Jürgen close <laughs> oh, at the oh, table oh, oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> he would be quite mad at that <laughs> so yeah they're my three random as anything but yeah.
4: It must be hard parting away with the with the dog after you spent yeah. that much time with yeah, the Yeah, it
3: really is. Massively
4: I think yeah. I've dogs at somebody's puppy for two weeks and I don't want to let yeah. go of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, and
3: I'm instantly like connected to these dogs. Yeah. I've got Holly at the moment and she's due to have like a final um you know green tick, mm. if you will, from Guide Dogs next week. And then she's due to leave in September. So oh no. they're yeah. so
4: intelligent as well. It's not just like uh, a dog, is them. it? It's yeah, yeah.
3: absolutely, Megan.
4: Basically, in the room with another person. And yeah. if anything, a really kind person who's just there to help people. Yeah. Yeah, it would be.
3: Yeah, that
4: must be hard parting ways with, yeah. with
3: them. Uncond- and unconditional love. Mm. Isn't I say that because I watched the Secret Life. How to make her feel day. maudlin and upset <laughs> do you now? Do they get, do you get to meet your cards? Do you give them a yeah? Card? I do give, oh, them oh, oh, card. Oh. I give them a well done card. Yeah, well, I've passed. I designed a um, a card that was it was. I'm so proud of you, and it's oh. so I, d- I did like all the illustrations for the different dogs, like German Shepherds, Labs, oh, and so Retrievers, cute. and they all get a card. Um, oh. Yeah, at the end deep it. breath <sighs> deep
0: breath She's thinking about yeah. september already
3: that was that was a really good question because mm. yes i answered it yeah <laughs> i did not well answer well the other answered one as well,
0: <laughs> well answered <laughs> just like to say thank you then to our three winners and as i mentioned um we're going to have video diaries coming up on the youtube channel um when they've got something to talk about and they upload it hint hint again um and you'll catch up with them at the innovation festival so If you want to come down to that in October, we've got a whole day session talking about various bits of innovation. Um, Yeah, catch up with you soon then.